0: it was just a little less than two years ago in late uh, january 2021 and i was making my way uh, to the cathedral for my consecration or my ordination to be made a bishop in the anglican church if you remember and, and quite honestly the last three years or so do feel a bit like a, a blur where it is hard to keep track of time and hard to keep track of timing and to keep track of events. But if you remember back in January, 2021, the restrictions around gathering during the pandemic were quite severe. Very few people were allowed to congregate or come together and there were few exceptions. The risk was high. Anyway, while all this was going on, I arrived at our diocesan cathedral for what's called the consecration. I was nervous. I was anxious. I was curious as well. I was open to God's plan. So I parked our car near the building and my wife and I walked to the laneway doors in the back. All the doors were locked for, as I said, very few people were allowed inside. The limit was for 10 people to be in attendance and that was causing all sorts of complications for the planning of this event. It's not that often that we consecrate a new bishop and rarer still during a pandemic with major restrictions on who can be in attendance. On the door at the back of the cathedral, there was a notice about how to gain access. And it involved phoning a particular number to speak to someone inside. I did. I told the person inside who I was and that I was there for the consecration. And as I said, I was, I was feeling anxious. Are they expecting you, he asked. And I, and I paused, and I looked at my wife, and we both kind of raised our eyebrows, and I said, um, I think so, which was about all that I could think to say. I was reminded of that story because of the encounter in the gospel reading that we just heard a, a few minutes ago. This is the third Sunday of Advent. Advent in the church is a time of preparation and waiting, and watching, and hoping, and anticipating the coming of Jesus Christ. To be clear, the coming of Christ, not as an infant, but of course we do celebrate his birth at Christmas, but in Advent we are preparing for the coming of Jesus the adult, the one who confronts us who challenges us, who forgives us, who saves us, who prays for us, who loves us. The one who teaches us, tells us parables, reveals the kingdom of heaven and the meaning of life. The one who is the word, the lamb, the Messiah. The one who conquered death, that all may have life. The coming of this Jesus is what we're preparing for in Advent. The one who revealed that God is not distant from us, but shows up in our living and in our lives. God with us is the, is the term that we use, or Emmanuel. The coming of this Jesus is what we're preparing for in Advent. So with all of this in mind, in the gospel reading for today, we heard that John the baptizer was in prison. Imprisoned mostly so that political leaders could keep an eye on him and more easily censor what he might have to say. John, of course, had been spreading the the news about the coming of Jesus. Preparing people for the coming of the Messiah. He was a bit ferocious, or so it seems, for he ate locusts and wild honey. He wore camel hair clothing and is often portrayed with a kind of wild look in his eyes. This John the baptizer seemed very clear about what his role was all about. And it was the business of preparing the world for the coming of God into our midst. And so he told the crowds who came out to the wilderness to witness his preaching. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. He said, bear fruit worthy of repentance. He said, one who is more powerful than I is coming after me. I am not worthy to carry his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. He said all of this and much more. He was the preparer and he took his job very seriously. He was preparing for the coming of the Holy One, and he was not going to let others water this down or disregard the impact or the meaning or the purpose. He was determined to do his job to follow his calling, and he didn't mind whose toes he stepped on or who he offended. God was coming into the world, and the world needed to be ready. He had it all worked out. He knew exactly how God was going to act, and he knew exactly how the Holy Spirit was going to blow through this world, and and there's a danger in that. For throughout history, God has not always acted in the ways that we prescribe or how we tell God how God should act. We're not the ones in charge but we seem to forget that pretty regularly. And so the imprisoned John, the, the expert in preparing for the coming of the Christ, sends word to Jesus, as we heard in the Gospel passage a few moments ago. He sends word, and he, and he seems a little confused. For he asks Jesus, do you remember? He, he asks essentially, Are they expecting you but the words in the bible were are you the one who is to come or are we to wait for another he was expecting fire and destruction and an axe lying at the root of the tree he was expecting wrath from god and a messiah ready to condemn he was expecting more anger but he was hearing about grace he was expecting more judgment and a whole lot less joy this is the third sunday of advent and one that we link with the word joy And if you just consider John the baptizer's ministry, joy may not be the first word that comes to mind. But listen to Jesus' response to John's question about whether he was the one to come. As it speaks to the theme of joy quite well. Jesus said, the blind receive their sight. He said, the lame walk. The lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, and the poor have good news brought to them. The world was changing. God's relationship with God's people was changing. Hope was abounding. Peace was coming. Joy was spreading. Love was being seen. John seemed to be expecting something else, but God had a different plan than John might ever have understood. God was inviting us into a relationship through Jesus Christ. God was bringing healing through Jesus Christ. God was bringing good news through Jesus Christ. God was bringing joy into the darkness that so many of us feel and know in this world. But not everyone was able to see that. They were expecting something else. The prophet Isaiah phrased it this way. We heard, for waters shall break forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The burning sand shall become a pool and the thirsty ground springs of water. The haunts of jackals shall become a swamp. The grass shall become reeds and rushes. A highway shall be there, and it shall be called the Holy Way. It shall be called the Holy Way. It is this Holy Way that we are being invited on with the coming of Jesus, a holy way filled with healing and new life, filled with cleansing and forgiveness, filled with good news and hope for the poor, a holy way where we see this world with a whole new set of eyes, where we hear with new hearing, where we discover the good news that is brought to us. It is this holy way that Advent Advent is all about. And it is what we need to hear most about at this time. There is much in this world that seems filled with darkness and with fear and with foreboding. Just watch the news or scroll through the news stories on your phone. There is much that disturbs us and knocks us off of our true desires in this life. There is much that pulls us away from God's hope for us and how we walk in this world. But in Advent, we are invited once again, once more, to step back onto that holy way. To step back into a renewed relationship with God. To step back into understanding why Jesus came into this world and into our lives. To step back into a renewed hope that indeed God is in control. To step back into this way where we are given new sight. A new way to walk. Cleansing of our sins. A new way to hear of God's presence in this world and that we indeed are given new life beyond this world and beyond our full understanding. It's the way of grace, the way of God's love, the way of the gospel of Jesus Christ. John the baptizer was in prison and had trouble seeing how God might be working in this world. He had trouble seeing that God might work differently than what he had in mind. He was expecting something else. And the same might be true of us. As we move closer to our celebrations of Christmas, what are you expecting in the birth of Jesus? What are you expecting in the coming of the adult Jesus? What are you waiting for in this Advent period? For your own blindness, limping, tarnish, deafness, and false life to be healed? For it is this Jesus who is coming. Who are you expecting? How do you prepare for the coming of the Savior? How do you prepare to receive once again the presence of Jesus Christ into your life? How do you prepare to walk on the holy way in your life? How do you prepare in this season of Advent to know the joy that God has in mind for you? A joy that feeds your very soul so that you know deeply and completely that God is definitely expecting you. Amen.